Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Coming to you from the Willow Window Broadcast Center, Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. We're going to head first to the state capitol. State Representative Mike Sparks hanging out there and uh, passing legislation and resolutions left and right, I think, I think right? Yeah, you liked that one, didn't you? Well, tell me about that one from yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, we, we honored the radio and broadcasters of the state and um, had several co-sponsors. And um, I know, and it really, that resolution kind of um, originated from, because you were mad. Remember, you were mad about the fake news resolution that I co- that I signed on. And you, you, y'all, well, you took it personal. Uh, the me- that was That resolution, what, two years ago was really about you know, the big media oligopolies that 90% of the media is controlled by five five corporate players. A lot of folks don't know that. Um, but it was really addressing CNN and, and fake news, because there is fake news. And there's no doubt it's been proven false narratives. But um, but I was glad to pass that and uh, with my colleagues up here, just honoring, you know, what, what you do, Scott does, Bart Walker and Dalton and, and others uh, across this state, when it comes to local radio and, and broadcasters and, you know, whether it's bringing attention to the severe storms or flooding, um, getting this information out there for our nonprofits, whether it's Greenhouse Ministries and their expansion and bringing awareness to serious issues, um, whether even the COVID or where, you know, where they're offering shots at the health department and stuff. So we, we did that yesterday, so I'll be getting you all a copy of that. So thank you to my sponsors. Um, uh, Johnny Shaw, he's African-American Democrat, signed on. He does a radio show. And um, Scotty Campbell and uh, Dan Howe and our leadership uh, signed on as well. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I know Johnny Shaw has been uh, in radio for a long time down there in West Tennessee. Yeah, Johnny, uh, he sits right in front of me. Um, and he, he's really a good good guy. We don't always agree on things, but uh, we do agree on trying to reach our community uh for the good, you know, sometimes getting there, we have different ideas. But um, are you still mad now? Are you still mad? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I th- you were kind of fired up. Well, you were fired up. There's, there's definitely a difference between, and I think that's what it's brought out. You know, there, there's a difference between the monopoly-owned large media companies and what uh, locally owned and operated um, places like uh, WGNS are trying to do and, and serve our community. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we've got to support our small businesses. Um, no, no doubt. You know, we're we're seeing. You know, just driving up here to Nashville, I see restaurants close, and you know, we've seen Omni Hut that y'all been just a blessing to and supportive of. You know, they sadly close, and and other media out. DNJ's been good to them. Marshall Post's been good to them, um, and others. And uh, you know, I just I don't know. I I get upset when I see what's some of what's going on and um small businesses just shut down and and that's what y'all are the small business and trying to um you know make it happen and y'all had a you know a little bit of a tough time during the COVID and well who did you know, you know these other restaurants and so, yeah we had to shut down our business for a while my wife was crying and you know it's like yeah there's a i'm sure there's a lot of listeners that you know went through the same thing well, Mike, uh, let's let's talk uh, a little bit about other things that uh, are going on. I know that we were a little late getting you on because uh, you're uh, waiting to be recognized. What what yeah. what legislations are going on right well, now? Well, we we just talking about criminal justice reform, and uh, and I didn't want to take the call. And then the speaker calls on me, and I'm 
standing there on the porch, you know. I'm on the porch overlooking East Nashville right now and the Andrew Jackson Monument. We were talking about criminal justice reform and just um, the. I just thank the governor for his efforts, men of valor, and leveraging the private sector in our churches because if we're ever going to turn this culture around, we can't legislate and, and uh, incarcerate a way out of problems. And so many folks, I think that's been the history. We just lock people up. Some people need to be locked up. There's no doubt, but some people need help for mental health. Some people need help for drug addiction. You know, some people are just knuckleheads and, and need direction. But as we see a cultural breakdown that we that we are seeing, and I said this on the floor, you know, I just said we need to start giving them, uh, you know, so I only use profanity, but sometimes I want to, which when you say that, it gets everybody's attention because nobody ever drops profanity up here. Not that I did, but sometimes I want to. Um, because, you know, you got all these bright people up here, you got all these attorneys, all these lobbyists and taxpayer funded lobbyists, and what the heck are they doing? And I'll argue if anybody wants to challenge me, just set up the debate, we'll go to MTSU. I'll just bring up a thousand of them. They're not doing they're not and they are doing anything. I already know what they're doing. I mean in this our our whole society, we incarcerate more people than any country on the face of the earth. Our prison budget continues to grow. 55% of our inmates over at 940 are on psychotropic drugs. And that's why I'm pushing for this social worker bill to increase counselors and social workers. Sometimes that don't resonate with people, but if you think about life, the people who have inspired you the most are teachers, if you think about it. And, you know, you you see uh, a lot of fathers aren't involved, a lot of you got women raising four or five kids on their own, grandparents raising kids. I just, a lawmaker was just telling me yesterday, he's taking in a, 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 a grandniece, I guess, a little two year old baby or 18 month old baby. And, you know, he's up in his late 60s or 70s. I said, God bless you for doing it. But, man, we got to get back to some spiritual Christian basics, man, and get back to the Ten Commandments and just loving our neighbors ourselves, like Jesus talked about. But, more legislation is not going to solve the problem. It ain't been working. I mean, I ain't, I ain't seen the evidence, but we thank God we got a good governor, Bill Lee, that that seems to get these things, and not only from a business side, but he gets it from a Christian compassionate side as well. Well, um, so let's let's kind of um, introduce, and we'll take a break and bring in our guest. And uh, anything else you want to mention here before uh, we kind of switch gears to our in studio no, guest? No, you know we are. Our Amazing Grace legislation it passed um, last week, and um, and uh, uh, a lot of folks have asked me, you know, how did you get this through without any controversy? And the Lord got it through. It was a black Democrat carried it on the Senate side. I never even asked her. Her assistant asked her to carry it. Now her assistant's African American. He's friends of my assistant who's African American. You know, it mentions a slave ship captain. It mentions a story of redemption, and it's a history story. And a lot of folks don't know about the history of that hymn, the history of how God inspired that that man to write that hymn to help end slavery with William Wilberforce. And that's the importance of knowing history, and we can't erase it. I'm looking at Andrew Jackson's monument up here. You know, there's probably people that want to tear that thing down. Look, the other one's already torn down over here. Sadly, the media doesn't talk about all the vandalism that happened up here and the, the city hall being lit on fire. That seems to just went away. But, um, but no, that's it, Brian, and, and thank you to Tyson Pate for coming up and Jim Transport um, uh, for bringing awareness to the 
to the theater group. And uh, I'm going to hang up and get back over here on the floor, okay? All right. Sounds good, Mike. I appreciate the update. And uh, that's State Representative Mike Sparks joining us on the show. We'll take a quick minute here, and then we're going to come back and finish out the show with our friends from Consider This Theater Company. You know about them? Well, we're going to find out when we come back. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Hi, this is John at LNK Trophy. We'd like you to come down and take a look at our new line of insulated tumblers. We have colored tumblers that we can engrave. They work great for gifts. We have several different sizes and styles of mugs. They can be engraved or they can be printed in full color. We also offer lots of other options for plaques. This is John at LNK Trophy, 1115 Memorial Boulevard, just down from Smith Brothers Car Wash. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back on the show, and uh, Tyson Pate is in studio with us along with Judith, uh, Judith Flowers. And we're going to talk about Consider This Theater Company. Tyson, how are you? Doing well. Thank awesome. you for having us. Absolutely. And uh, Judith, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, glad you're both here today. And uh, who, who, uh, Tyson, you kick us off here. What, what is Consider This Theater Company? Consider This Theater Company is a local theater group that does family-friendly theater productions, primarily in the round, so it's a much more intimate situation. You get really feel like you're in the action with the actors a lot more than, than conventional seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started 20-plus years ago as a, a VBS group at Smyrna Church of Christ and then uh, became more of a regular theater company in 2009 and reopened in 2014 after shutting down for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Um, and how long have you been involved? Since 2014. I, uh, I had done a, a benefit concert at the old location and gotten tied into them at that point, and I was mm-hmm. looking for actually some money to invest there to donate. And I was like, hey, you, you guys still doing theater? And they're like, oh, actually, we were just about to start back up. And uh, it's like, wow, what a coincidence. So I, I ended up on the board, ended up reading a part in a, a show when they were trying to pick scripts and fell into acting for the first time then. Oh, wow. I, I noticed that you all have kind of been um, in a lot of different locations over the years, but I think you finally found a good home, haven't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. We've had 10-plus locations, and it's, it's exhausting trying to tear down and put things in storage. And So uh, about four years ago, we ended up in uh, this location by happenstance and uh, started leasing it, and then finally I purchased it last May to finally have a, a permanent location for the theater. Oh, very good. Judith, uh, how long have you been involved? This actually will be my first show with Consider This. Oh, so wow. I'm pretty excited to do it with them. So why in the world did you decide theater and, and community theater and, and Consider This Theater Company? Well, I've done a couple theater shows in the past. I started about three years ago um, doing theater here and there. And actually, just recently, I was in a production of Little Women with um, Parfait Studios, which is my voice group. And we happened to do it at Mills Pay Art Center because Tyson opened it up for us to use. And we came to see their last show. 
and they needed people to audition and so i went and auditioned and here i am now oh that's pretty cool uh i I know that this last year 2020 dealing with covid tyson has um you know had such an impact on the arts and i'm sure it's had an impact on you all too it has we uh, delayed a show that was supposed to open last april and ended up doing it in july but we've been able to continue doing live theater the whole time with streaming options and with limited seating and uh, temperature checks, masks, and everything like that. Yeah. So, I know that there's so many restrictions on that streaming stuff too. You know, with with theater, and you have to be very careful with all of that. I mean, it's it's just really uh, when you think about all that goes into it, it sounds so simple, but really it's not with all the copyright and stuff. It's not. It's a, a unique situation with COVID because normally that's a very difficult right to get, and I hope that they continue to allow people to continue streaming things. Just Another way to reach the community, another uh, revenue stream. It just seems like a no-brainer to me. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, if you can reach more of the masses and they don't have to be right there with you and you've got a quality product, I think we figured out a lot of things uh, in that. But you, you've been going with live um, in, uh, in-house, in I guess, since July, you said, right? We have, and fairly well attended uh, with the limited numbers. but Sure. Are you still at a limited number, or are you able to open up a little bit more now? We definitely leave seats open for social distancing and have uh, the whole audience wear masks, so that's nice. Well, that's good. Uh, So um, tell me about some of the upcoming performances. I know you've got uh, one that's coming up really soon, tomorrow, right? Yeah, we open tomorrow at Northanger Abbey. It's an adaptation of Jane Austen's first book. Uh, Judith here plays my daughter in it. Eleanor Tilney. I'm General Tilney, if anybody's familiar with the book. Um, it's this weekend, the uh, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Then next weekend, the 30th, May 1st and 2nd. Uh, Friday and Saturday nights are at 7.30, and the Sunday matinees are at 2. Oh, okay. Uh, and how do you purchase tickets? You can go to considerthisinc.com. We have a store on that on that page there. And uh, if you want to stream, it's on broadwayondemand.com. Okay. So uh, e- easy ways, um, cost, um, I'm sure, but uh, Our tickets very affordable. are $12. It's See? not too bad. Yeah, that's great for, uh, for a night of entertainment there. Um, so, Judith, kind of tell me about, the, um, this is your first I- experience, but obviously you've been in theater for quite a while. Yes, I've been in theater for about three years. Um, I started off over actually right down the road at Patterson Park with Perform Murfreesboro when I was in my senior year of high school. And then I went on from there and have just done a few shows here and there. And now I'm here with Consider This, and I think that I'm going to probably hang around a while. I'm really enjoying it with them. You've got the bug, right? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it sounds like. So tell me a little bit about uh, your character and, and tell me about uh, Northanger Abbey that's coming up. Just kind of give us an overview. So my character is Eleanor Tilney, and I'm the younger sister of Henry Tilney. Um, she's very quiet, and you get to see her start as this very quiet character that is very into herself, doesn't really want to talk to anyone, and she ends up opening up in the end and blossoming into this young woman who stands up for herself and is a little bit more outspoken and things like that. But Northanger Abbey, actually, it's a really cool show. I'd never actually heard of it until... I auditioned for the show but it's about this girl who goes and she wants to and she goes to the city and with friends and she's wanting to kind of figure out 
the world and everything, and she loves gothic novels. And so she ends up learning throughout the show that real life isn't a novel and that real life is real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson, I, I know that you kind of mentioned in your description that you're not just um, uh, performing arts uh, company. You, you really consider what product you put out there, what, what stories you tell, right? We do. We try to do things that are family friendly, and um, if there's any sort of language in there, we we get that changed to something so any any person can come with their child or their grandparents and and not worry about what they're going to hear. It's so. at least PG or G, right? Yes. <laughs> so that that helps out with that uh, as well. Uh, I see that uh, in July you're doing the Odd Couple, and that's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like. Yes, yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to trying to get into that one. Hopefully, I'll make the cut. So, how many um, how many folks do you have that uh, that are participating, and do you have room for other um, uh, artists who would like to be involved? Absolutely, um, we have twelve in this cast, but uh, we have like a core group of people who generally come to audition, and we're always looking for more people. The more, the merrier. Um, we have several other theater groups that are using the space uh, this year. Oh, good. Um, Next month, we have Bravo Borough, which is doing their first production ever, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. That's the second and third weekends of May. And uh, then, then we've got The Odd Couple in July for the next Consider This show. So the, the Mills Pate Art Center is is your home, but also the home of, uh, of other theater and, and performing arts throughout the year, too. It is, um, especially people who are looking for a space to do it, like Murfreesboro Little Theater is doing a couple of shows there this year. Oh, great. So um, I'm excited about it. The calendar filled up very quickly. I bet. I bet. So kind of give us an idea of, of where you're located. It's on the old Nashville Highway. And so if, if you head out from Murfreesboro, you'll find it pretty close. Yeah, you'll go north on old Nashville Highway past Florence Road. And it's on the right in uh, the former Joywood Cumberland Presbyterian Church building. Okay. I'm working and, on getting a new sign. <laughs> <laughs> the signs are always fun, aren't they? Just try to get that uh, situated out there. So um, if you're thinking Florence Road, I've heard of that. Uh, if you're on the new Nashville Highway right there at the um, at the cemetery, you turn left and the railroad tracks and then Florence Road's pretty close. And then you're not very far on old Nashville Highway from there. Then. That's right. Probably about a mile. So right between Murfreesboro and Smyrna uh, and uh, great location out there. And again, uh Tell me your website again. Considerthisinc.com and millspateartcenter.com. Oh, okay. Got uh, two going there. Anything else you want to tell us uh, about what's going on and just invite folks and give us the showtimes once again here? Uh, that's about it. The showtimes this weekend are the 23rd, 24th, and 25th at 7.30 p.m. for the Friday and Saturdays and Sunday matinee at 2 p.m. And then we'll do the same times again next weekend on the 30th, the 1st, and the 2nd. All right. Very good. I appreciate you both coming in today. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having us. Tyson Pate and Judith Flowers joining us here today on Rutherford Issues.